how do I want to start this thing? It's a tough, tough, sensitive subject. I don't know it how is. to talk about it. I don't want to make you cry in front of millions of fans. Do you need a hug? I do. Kyle V, welcome back to the water cooler. The Eagles are fifth place in the NFC. What do you have to say for yourself? Not a lot. Um, it's tough to defend this team right now. That defense is sorry. Um, with that being said, they outscored the offense tonight. So that's a great point, too. Um, I'm sad. I'm a sad guy. I'm a sad boy. Um, it is what it is. The The Cowboys dominated. The uh, Dakota Prescott is the National Football League MVP as we speak right now. For those of you who don't know, let's just jump right into it. We're getting into the Sunday slate, as we always do. We're going to kick it off with Sunday night football. The Philadelphia Eagles came into the Big D, and they got that Big D from Dakota Rain Prescott. You know what I'm saying? He bent that ass over a fucking human-on-bird crime right there. The Cowboys won 33-13 to to not only get the huge win, take over first place in the NFC East, drop the Eagles from first place in the NFC to fifth place. We still got four games to go, but damn, that was a massive fucking win right there. Yeah, they dominated um, from start to finish. Um, they got, you know, started early. You could kind of see how it was going to go when um, a blatant hold on the first touchdown, they throw a flag, they pick it up. Cool, cool. Okay, down 7 nothing. Eagles go down, Hurts fumbles. Okay, sweet. Here we go. And it just felt like that from there. You know, if you're the Eagles, you have Jalen Hurts fumble, you have Devontae Smith fumble, you have A.J. Brown fumble. You're not going to win that game. Uh, no chance. You know, just a tough scene all around. Like I said, Dak Prescott is playing out of his mind. He's the MVP of the league right now. Um, Cowboys are a good team. They finally beat a team with a winning record. Big congrats to them. I hope they pop some bottles. Um that being said, all that being said, the Eagles control their destiny. The schedule gets a lot softer from here on out. They just went out, they win the division, and they are looking at worst at the two seed. So that's the hope going forward, but can't feel too good about that. I don't care who they play right now. Yeah, that was a tough one tonight. And what's going on with the offense, man? Like, to not even score in the first half, I know they had the turnovers, but then the two scoring drives in the second quarter. Sorry, I said first half, I meant first quarter. The two scoring drives they had in the second quarter both ended with field goals. They did the same exact thing against the Niners last week where they started off with two great drives that ended with field goals. Usually when they get in the red zone, that's where Jalen Hurts' legs and those big bodies, Goddard, A.J. Brown, like they can finish off really easily down there. They've been struggling lately. What's going on? Do they miss Shane Steichen? He's got the Colts rolling. 100%. Not to turn this into an Eagles pod, but the play calling is atrocious. Like, everything is so difficult. Everything's working downfield, taking forever to develop. Like, the Cowboys throw, like, Cowboys threw any sort of blitz, and it was, there's nothing there because it's like they weren't ready for it. I don't, I don't get it. The play calling is just awful. I, it's, it's tough to watch. Um, they don't scheme in any really like simple plays. Um, there was a couple of moments where, you know, Goddard's back and you you see him utilize the middle of the field. Helpful. But the game got away from him quick and they're playing uh, catch up from there. 
and that just changes things up. And I don't know. They make me sad. I'm a sad, sad fan right now. What, one more thing before we move on from this game. Like you said, it's not all about the Eagles. Right now, nothing about the Eagles, really. Jake Ferguson went fucking off tonight. How fucking sad does that make you knowing that that guy is going to be like the next Jason Witten for the next fucking 15 years, probably. He's probably racist, too. Probably a piece of shit, but he's going to be torching the Eagles forever. <laughs> it, it is sad to see because, you know, as a as a natural um, – I've talked about this before. We've talked about this on the pod a bit, but – Cowboys got a lot of guys I don't hate. Like I don't, I don't hate CD Lamb. He's a fucking baller. Ferguson's a baller. Micah Parsons baller. Like I don't hate a lot of these guys. That's that makes it hard and just annoying to watch these games because I don't know. There's not that natural like rivalry that there is, and I don't know if it's because of betting and because of like fantasy football and stuff that you like develop this like. Oh, I don't hate those guys like I used to, you know, but. I don't know. It's it's a weird, weird balance now. Yeah. Well, anyways, we'll move on. Great game for the Cowboys. I don't think anyone can call them frauds anymore. Now we got a three-way tie atop the NFC with three teams that are 10 and three. And in my eyes, so we'll, we'll get to the Lions in a little bit. Like, that's pretty much it right there. That's one of those three teams is going to the Super Bowl. Yeah, I agree. All right, next up, we got the Denver Broncos heading to L.A. in the AFC West showdown. They put the beat down on the Chargers 24 to 7. Brandon Staley has to be out of a job by tomorrow morning. Tell me I'm right. Staley is awful. He's got to get out of here. Herbert getting injured, just tough scenes all around. Chargers sitting at five and eight. Just season's done. Get Staley the hell up out of there. But that being said, Broncos lurking one game back of the AFC West. Oh, I didn't even think of that with the Chiefs struggling, which we'll get to that in the next one. They look good, though. They're just fucking cruising. They are, what, six in a row now, or they lose one in between? They lost They lost to the Texans last week. Last week, right, in the close game. Uh, the Chargers on the flip side, so much talent. We've said it again and again and again and again, and they just can't get it done. It's got to be – something has to change. I, you know, they've made tons of bad decisions. Like, that's on coaching. Maybe not all of it is, but you have to do something. You can't fucking cut Justin Herbert. You're not going to cut – Austin Eckler, you got to make a change somewhere. It's just atrocious at this point. Kind of ironic that the, the former San Diego Chargers, same year that the San Diego Padres had all the talent going in, fucking choked. Kind of love to see it. Yeah, I love that. I love that. Um, and, you know, it's ironic, too, because you call them the San Diego Chargers, and they're now in L.A., and the San Diego Padres want to be like the L.A. Dodgers so bad, and they just can't quite get there. Yeah, they want it so badly. And with hey, the Broncos, hey, do you hey, think they make the playoffs? Real quick, though, uh, Shoei Otani's a Dodger. Um, Broncos, I think uh, – Broncos, I do think, make the playoffs. They're, they're a good team. Uh, they're a good team. They're going to make the playoffs. Yeah, we're finally seeing the defense that carried them last year to their fucking four wins or whatever they had. And now Russ and the offense starting to show up. By the way, Cortland Sutton, fucking beast, man. Every week that guy does something amazing. Yeah, he's incredible. Um Russ still throws a pretty damn good deep ball, um, but he continues. He's not there there still though. He mm -hmm. threw an interception first pass of the game. Um, just he's still not that guy. Um, he's not what he was. But Broncos got enough talent around him to where they can um, at least be competitive and and get to the playoffs with with uh, with him there. Yeah, absolutely. All right, next up we got what was. 
the game of the day in the afternoon slate, you know, a big game, huge playoff implications. The Buffalo Bills go to Kansas City. They knock off the Chiefs 20 to 17. We'll get to everything that happened at the end. Pat Mahomes is pissed off. He hates the fucking NFL. A huge game for the Bills, though. They moved to seven and six. They're right there with the Broncos, a game out or half game out of the AFC playoff picture. I fucking love their odds to get it done. Now, the Chiefs fall to eight and five. And as you mentioned, they're only one game up on the Broncos for the division. And they, at this point, can pretty much kiss that number one seed goodbye. Yeah, tough scenes over there. We talked about it in the preview. Just, you know, you get the Chiefs as less than a field goal, you know, favorite at home. You got to bet them. And they they let us down. They they just showed that they're lacking the talent in the wide receiver room. They don't have much over there. You know, Kadarius Tony letting them down again. They had the big play that Mahomes got all pissed off about. I just like I can't under I can't run my head around how mad he was about the call when how blatant of a call it was. Like he was Tony was lined up like damn near past the ball. Like I don't I don't understand what he's really complaining about i get that it doesn't necessarily affect the play down the field but like man come on like that's that's like elementary stuff like just literally line up on side and you're you're fine there i i don't know um but you know josh allen did decently today i thought this game was going to be a shootout to be honest and the defense is kind of delivered um but yeah bill's huge win yeah that was a massive win for them a weird ass week for the bills coming off of Reports that McDermott is talking about like using terrorists as a motivational, like be a team like these terrorists were not great, especially when you're a team from New York, uh, yeah. pretty fucking weird way to motivate the guys. Uh, but they had to have that win. We kind of talked about that, you know, with their backs up against the wall, like you got to go get this win. And then now they're in a position to kind of control their own destiny. And they're a very fucking talented team. They can beat pretty much anybody in the AFC so I think that they will make the playoffs and that's gonna fucking suck for whoever is you know like the three or four seed in the AFC and has to play them first round like that doesn't seem fair yeah exactly them them going they can go wherever they that this is the this is the type of um end of the season here where you know if they get hot they go on the road they could beat whoever they have to play round one yeah absolutely and then the Chiefs uh to get to the end of the game you're talking about a play where Kadarius Tony lined up offsides, which he 100% did. And the worst part is he never looked like at the line judge, which you see a million times. And then a foul guy looks over, looks at the line judge. He gives him, a, hey, you're good. He says, All right, I'm good. Gets set and they go. He just never looked back. He was staring at the center the whole time, which is even worse because he's like, Bro, you're looking at the yeah. ball. <laughs> Do you not know you're, you're offsides? Yeah. And I do get Mahomes' point, like you said, it had absolutely no effect on the outcome of the play, but it is a rule, and all you had to do was turn and look. And if you're not that far off, the guy might just say, yeah, you're good, and then he doesn't throw the flag. Or he just say, yeah. hey, back up a little, bro, half a yeah, yard. Yeah. Didn't do it. it. The play was so sick, though. They it, There's like a minute 50 left. They need to go score a touchdown. They're down three. Throw a ball probably, what, 15 to 20 yards down the field for Kelsey? Yeah. Yeah. He runs about five to 10 yards. And then right when he's about to get hit, turns and throws it uh, backwards, right? So it's not another forward pass, like 20 yards across the field to Kadarius Tony, who catches it and takes it to the house. It was something we've seen Travis Kelsey do before. 
something that like you know if you listen to pmt pft commenter is always talking about like we got to bring the, the like rugby lateral into football yeah. he did it and it was fucking sick almost won them the game but the whole thing got called back for being a half yard offsides yeah it, yeah and like yeah i that part of it i get like it's tough it's a tough play it's tough call because yeah that had nothing to do with anything that went on down the field but the basics and like like you said he's literally looking at the ball he's looking at the center how do you not see that you're lined up on the ball yeah crazy um but yeah just and i don't know did you see the interaction with uh mahomes and Allen after and mahomes is like worst fucking call i've ever seen and Allen's like yeah yeah (laughs) yeah kind of like you well, know, Mahomes like it was the- in his full like post game press conference was just like this terrible call. Like he was just doubling down yeah. on it. I think by the time he gets to go look at the video, he's like, guy, he was offsides, but yeah. you just don't call. I did see a tweet where it was like Mahomes in the interview said, I've never seen that called in the 10 years or whatever I've been in the NFL. It's like, yeah, you always get the calls, bro. This is what it's like when you I- don't. <laughs> like- Even Andy Reid complained a little bit about it. He's like, usually that's something we get a, uh, warning about blah 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 and um nfl refs like came out with a, a statement <laughs> about it that when you're so egregiously offsides mm-hmm. you don't get a warning <laughs> so yeah just, like kind of doubled down like dunking on, on tony again like no look how far offsides he is like yeah. you don't get that warning. the shitty thing is though that that would have been like do you remember like the madden moments back in the day when it was like oh you get to replay this fucking crazy yeah. ending to a game or like you yeah. know, some of these shots that Jordan's hit, rest in peace, Frank Wycheck died today, the, the Music City Miracle, shit like that, where it's like, oh my God, remember when they won the game off that shit? Now it's just a five-yard penalty, fucking run it back. Yeah. And so that sucks. All right, let's keep it moving. We got the Seahawks going to Santa Clara against the 49ers. Niners take care of business, 28 to 16. I think they ended up 14-point dogs, though, so they didn't, or, or favorites, so they didn't cover. But they do move to ten and three. Meanwhile, Seahawks dropped to six and seven on the outside looking in of the NFC playoff picture. 49ers, as we mentioned, take the number one seed in the NFC for now. Yeah, just a business type game for the Niners. You know, division game you knew it was going to be a little tough. Um, Geno Smith, late scratch for the Seahawks. Um, Drew Locke, Loki, maybe kind of looked little better than Gino has the last couple of weeks. Maybe Gino has been battling that injury. Who knows? But ultimately the Niners, you know, pull away. Um, Kittle does his thing. Debo looking like a monster again. It's just a really good fucking team. First play, the like first play of the game, you know, McCaffrey goes 74 yards or whatever the hell gets it down to the two yard line. You know, it's like, they're just a good team. You yeah. know, what, what, what the fuck say? has gotten into Debo the last couple of weeks? I don't know. I think he's. Um, I think it was a, a a matchup thing. So last week he had the, all the uh, the juice of uh, of going up against AJ and and battling with that. And then this week he had DK. It's battling with his old teammates. You know, Ole Miss. Ole Miss is a wide receiver factory. I never really realized that. That's fucking point. crazy. Some big boys too. Yeah, big big receivers just studs. But um, yeah, I don't know. I think just a little extra juice in that type of matchup and and there's a little he 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 thrives off the hate i think yeah absolutely he does and, and that eagles game you know he was pumped up for that one with everything that happened last year he was the one talking most most of the shit and he yeah. backed it up and probably a little residual 
adrenaline coming into this game. Yeah. And so for the Seahawks, I mean, they're probably not a playoff team. And if they are, like we've been saying all year, they're going to get bounced in that first round pretty easy. So not really too much to talk about there. If Geno comes back, is it even an upgrade on Drew Locke? Who gives a shit, right? Yeah, the 49ers, though, you know, you talk about Dak being the favorite to win the MVP now. Pretty did throw for 368 today. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I will say he made a couple throw like he made a couple throws throws today where like last week's was a lot of game planning stuff um Shanahan drawn it up he made a he, he dropped a couple of dimes today he's you again, think he listened to last week's water cooler pop? I think he did because again you know it's never it's never been about hate we don't hate players here I don't hate on players here that I just call it how I see it last week I said what you know I don't know if he threw a ball more than 15 yards downfield what he ended up doing he threw one past that this week though he delivered but that being said um yeah, Dak just Dak just been balling lately, and he, he's got the Cowboys in a spot where I think he's going to be primed for that uh, MVP type um, because it feels to me like the replaceability factor of a guy, like if you went from Dak to their backup versus going from Purdy to Darnold, um, the drop-off is a lot more extreme um, over in Dallas, I would say. Yeah, that's a fact. That might have more to do with coaching than anything else, but I do agree with that. Um, mm-hmm. unfortunately for Purdy, the Niners Cowboys matchup happened so early in the year that it's not going to really get considered. Cause if that happened in like two weeks, like on Christmas or something, yeah, winner pretty much takes it home at that point. That's true. That's true. Can I ask you one personal question before we move on and we can cut this if you want? Yeah. Do you feel like a silly little goose right now? I am a goose. all right next up we got the minnesota vikings going to las vegas making me and you and the whole fucking raiders franchise looking like some silly goose they beat them at three to zero what a fucking stupid game came down to the the vikings kicking a field goal with like two minutes left to take the lead greg joseph wins it for the squad josh dobbs was terrible aiden o'connell was terrible they had to bring in Nick Mullins. Wasn't very good either, but he got the win. At least he was hitting Hawkinson down the field. Biggest story probably from the entire game, Justin Jefferson's return, and then he gets fucking popped in the back, has a chest injury, has to go to the fucking hospital. We probably won't see him for the rest of the year. Just a disgusting, sad, gross game. Just I, I don't – I'm sick. Like, I'm sick about this game because – you know, you get excited, you get juiced for Justin Jefferson coming back, and yeah, he gets he he got he got hurt because uh, Josh Dobbs threw him a fucking hospital ball that he reached up for, made the catch, just exposed his whole rib cage. I don't know what what the injury is. Obviously, they're worried about internal bleeding or something mm-hmm. if they're taking the hospital because he got fucking popped because you made him stretch out for what should have been easy completion, and yeah, Dobbs gets benched. Mullins comes in, at least leads to the field goal drive for them, but just gross, gross game. And um, that, you know, you said that was the biggest story. I would argue the biggest story was the Vikings forcing that turnover, Hunter Renfro fumble, and then celebrating with a keg stand celebration. That shit was elite celebration for a 3-0 game. um, It might get overlooked because you're like, they didn't even score a touchdown off that. Like, what happened? Celebration was a one of the best I've ever seen. Yeah, that was fantastic. And it's it's so funny you mentioned that it'll get overlooked because I was watching the highlights after and they were showing that celebration. And I was just thinking to myself, like, 
how funny is that that we got that epic celebration in a game that didn't even have a touchdown like they weren't even yeah celebrating a touchdown exactly. just a fucking turnover which it was a huge turnover they, they knew how big that turnover was because yeah. the raiders never scored after that this is what happens when two absolutely elite old school fucking football teams get on the field together you know yeah, shut up. I, I, I got um, me and you are beefing right now because I was so in on the Broncos minus two and a half. That was my play, and you talked me into the Raiders minus two and a half as well. And I parlayed them instead of just betting the Broncos individually. And now I'm broke. We're not gonna get our and your Raiders. Your kid, no, definitely not. Your kids are going. Your kids are back to uh, Dollar General, dude. All right. All right. Next up, we got the Rams going to Baltimore. This one went to overtime and a fucking great game going back and forth. The Ravens in OT pull it out on a punt to the house, a punt return to the house. What a way to fucking walk it off. It was a fantastic game. I think it showed us two things here. One, we were kind of hyping up Lamar saying he might be able to make an MVP run right here for himself. He looked fantastic through for 300 yards, three touchdowns, got the job done. Unfortunately for him, there's two guys that are probably – a whole head and shoulders above him right now on the flip side we've been looking at this rams team lately like hey they're pretty legit they can contend they're better than the seahawks better than the vikings they could be that last nfc team and be a fucking problem for somebody they played a damn good game today yeah definitely the game of the day i would say um and yeah it's it's one where you know you you can't really be upset with either team like the rams competed throughout they were in that thing they had a shot at the end you know gets to overtime um ravens got the ball first in overtime too and uh rams forced a punt and you're like oh all like all, they just gotta get a field goal now but ravens defense stepped up um and ultimately led to that punt return which was absolutely electric and then on the flip side you think like you can't get too mad at the ravens either because it's not like i mean the rams legit looked like a very good team. It's mm-hmm. not like they were playing scrubs and they left. Them no, nice this game. is not the same Rams team. That was like, Oh, and three or whatever. They started out. This is a fucking different team. Yeah. Yeah. And I agree with you. I, I still think, I don't, I don't know without looking ahead. Um, I don't really know what the Rams like outlook is going forward. They got to catch some teams to, um, to get into the playoff hunt, but they're looking, I just pulled up their schedule. They got Washington next week. That should be a win. They play the Saints after that. That should be a win. They play the Giants after that. Should be a win. And then week 18, they got the Niners, which if the one seed's wrapped up, um, who knows? You know, maybe they That's went great out. Point. They're looking at they're looking at 10 and seven and sitting in the in the playoffs. Yeah, right now they're they're the eight seed in the NFC, just above the Seahawks and Falcons and Saints. They're all six and seven. And then it goes uh, Packers and Vikings. Packers are six and six because they still play tomorrow night. Presumably beat the Giants tomorrow. And then you have two seven and six teams and the Packers and Vikings. You need one of them to stumble and you gain a game. And then, you know, I don't know how the tiebreakers all work out and all that shit. Let the NFL figure that out. But there's definitely a fucking chance here. And I think out of those three teams, Rams probably the best one there. I think so, too. All right, next up, we got the Texans going to New York where the Jets just absolutely beat the shit out of them, 30-6, to scoring all 30 of those points and the six for the Texans in the second half. Jets moved to 5-8. and Texans, it was a tough one for them. 
lost Tank Dell last week, lost Nico Collins early this week, and then fucking CJ Stroud got hurt too. It was just a rough day against a really, really good fucking defense. Yeah, tough spot here uh, for the young up-and-coming Texans because you really have an opportunity to come make a statement against a Jets team that's been struggling. And um, ultimately, you know, the Jets made the statement on you. I, uh, they they simply don't have the guys outside without Tank Dell and then Nico Collins getting injured. Um, I saw a tweet and it was like, it said, wow, um, it said, wow, uh, CJ Stroud kind of looks like Bryce Young when he's got Bryce Young's receivers out there. <laughs> like, damn, that's kind of real. Um, but yeah, it was a it was a tough matchup for them because the Jets defense still legit. They've remained legit through this whole stretch, as bad as the Jets have been, every all the injuries, whatever. Um and shout out Zach Wilson. I don't I don't know what he got into, maybe someone's mom last night, but he <laughs> uh he really dialed it in and had a career game. Yeah, I mean, bro, honestly, every time I watch this guy play, he makes a couple throws where I'm like, this is why he got drafted so high in the first place. He made one fucking throw at the yeah. combine, right? But I'm like, oh, my God, man. Is he the guy? Like, does he have the, the shit to do it? And maybe it's just these shitty Jets kind of ruined him. The media, the, the coach is bagging on him, getting benched five times in a year, whatever it is. That's not easy to deal with the whole shit with his mom. Like it's been a weird ride, but goddamn, sometimes he just plays really fucking well. You're like, Hey, maybe this guy could win with this defense. Exactly. Exactly. And I, to be honest, kind of hope they do go on a little run here. How funny would it be if they kept winning and they get to a spot where it's like they they're in playoff contention and Aaron Rodgers has to admit like, no, I, I can't play. I, yeah. I, I really, I'm not ready to play. Well, what he'll say is, I was ready, and then I, I got unready, and now I can't just, you know, t- I yeah. stopped training. Or, like, how can I come in and replace this guy who's playing so good now? But then Couldn't in the do that off- the young guy. And, the, and then in the offseason, it'll be like, oh, no, 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 he's he's done. I'm, I'm back in. I'm back in. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly what happened. <laughs> All right, next up, we got the aforementioned Carolina Panthers going to New Orleans against the Saints. This was our beer bet. I had a good feeling about the Panthers. I thought Bryce Young was turning a corner on the season. Derek Carr was banged up. Taysom Hill was out. Jameis Winston, we thought, was going to be the quarterback. It didn't fucking matter. It was an ugly-ass game, and the Saints still won 28-6, to despite Derek Carr throwing for, like, 120 yards. Yeah, this is one of those disgusting games where if you, like, didn't watch it and you, go, you like, just check scores later and you're like, oh, Saints Saints had a good day today, and you like, you know, you don't look too much more into that. No, they didn't. They fucking suck. They're really bad. They're so bad. But the Panthers are like the worst team in the NFL by a long shot. Um, Bryce Young looks so nervous back there, and it's because the offensive line sucks. He has no time. He put a couple passes on guys today that like, I don't know. He he. I still believe in him. I still think he's a decent quarterback. I don't know if like, there's no way you can defend um, him being taken over CJ Stroud at this point, obviously, but that, that team is just sad. That organization's sad. The owner's too involved. Um, you know, you got, you fired your coach mid season in his first year, just ugly over there. Yeah, no, I feel that. I, 
the thing that sucks though for him and why I'm kind of out on him is like, I don't see how it could turn around there. And if he's ever yeah. going to be able to turn it around and then he's going to have to leave and he's like four or five years into his career, have to learn a new offense. Like that's a tough fucking task right there, but I don't know. Maybe he's got the talent. He was the number one pick for a reason. And then on this, <laughs> this NFC South, man, just an absolute fucking shit show over there. The the Saints win. So now we got three teams tied at six and seven, where funny enough, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, who we had kind of written off, they are now first place in the NFC South. And then it goes Falcons, Saints, and the Panthers, who are the only NFC team already eliminated from playoff contingent. Yeah, it's just gross. Um, gross division. And but it's gonna be fun to watch, which is it will nice be all like the the teams that are all tied um have guys you want to watch like saints got kamara and alave over there um you know bucks got mike evans doing his thing um he struggled today uh but they obviously did enough to get the win they got rashad white um and then falcons got bajan robinson drake london having a career game it's just they're all kind of let back let, let down by a quarterback you know <laughs> Yeah, funny enough, just get one fucking quarterback in that division. Might have a Super Bowl contender over there. We should jump to – let's jump up to that game. Let's do that game next since we touched on them a little bit. The Bucks. Let's do it. The okay. Tampa Bay Buccaneers go to Atlanta where they beat the Falcons 29-25. to As we mentioned, both teams moved to 6-7 and seven on the year. It came down to the wire. The Falcons had the ball on the fucking four, the two, as time was expired. Firing. They got to run a play to try and go win the game. Couldn't do it. Um, yeah. but it was a great game. Back and forth. As you mentioned, some of these playmakers for both sides uh, had big days. Drake London, 170 yards. Kyle Pitts scored. Uh, Rashad White had 100 yards. Desmond Ritter looked decent at times. It was actually a pretty fun game. It was a fun game, and that's exactly like what you hope for in this division because none of these teams are going to be any sort of threat in the playoffs no one you're worrying about in the playoffs um but all you can hope for is an exciting division finish and that's what we're getting because they're now all tied at six and seven with uh four weeks to go but yeah the ultimately the bucks pull it out the you know falcons just continue to do same shit that's just infuriating it's it they're the, the most frustrating team um i just can't wrap my head around like the way Arthur Smith manages things and does things, it just makes no sense. And Todd Bowles on the other side for the Bucks is worse, if not like he's equally as bad, if not worse. And it's someone had to win this game. It's a slop fest. Um, both of these coaches should be fired. They, <laughs> they both suck. Yeah, yeah, no, they should. I mean, if you're the Bucks, like you're not going anywhere with Todd Bowles. They don't have any kind of core they're building around right now, anyways. But if you're the Falcons, like you need to make a change urgently, in my opinion. Like you got to save this fucking team from itself because Arthur Smith will fucking eat it. He is a monster. He's a scary man. I don't like him. Yeah, it's gross. It's gross over there. Um, just, just, yeah, disgusting, uh, disgusting <laughs> team. The only team. thing that could be good from that whole division is if, um, two of those teams are playing for the division on the last week of the season and they bump it to fucking Sunday night football. Cause yeah. usually they all play at the same time. Right. That'd yeah. be a fucking blast though. If they're, if there's a, a division on the line of a primetime game. And I feel like that'll definitely happen. Cause that, yeah. that's, it's got like, 
they schedule um this this they schedule division games for the last week. Looks like yeah. Bucks got the Panthers the last week. So Bucks go at Packers next week. That's a loss. Versus Jaguars, that's a loss. Probably. And then versus Saints. I don't think the Bucks are winning this division. Um, so it's gonna come down to Falcons and um that must be who plays on the on the last week. Yeah. So we got so the Falcons are looking at the Panthers next week, the Colts at home after that. That's a tough one. At the Bears is tough all of a sudden. And then Saints out um on the road at the Saints the last week. I I'm willing to guarantee that Falcons at Saints week 18 will decide the NFC South. Sounds like Saints are winning it all. Derek yeah, Carr, Super Bowl MVP. What are the odds right now? Oh. All right, let's move on. Let's get out of this nasty shit, dude. Next up, we got the Jaguars going to Cleveland, where the Browns pull it off 31-17. And in a big surprise last night, this morning, Trevor Lawrence was announced as the starter, despite fucking nearly breaking his ankle last week. He came in, I think he threw three picks in the game. So he had some fucking moments where it was like, maybe this guy should have taken a week off. But Joe Elite fucking Flacco throws for 300 yards, three touchdowns to move the Browns to eight and five in a fucking huge win for them for their playoff chances. Huge win, just incredible performance from Flacco, although he threw a really terrible bad pick. Um, the Browns kept the Jags in the game longer than they should have, for sure. But um, ultimately, the defense, you know, handled business. Jags scored late to keep things interesting, but just a good performance. Uh, David Njoku just balling out of control. Jo- Joe Flacco and Njoku looking like prime Brady and Gronk today. Like crazy. Yeah. Like just just impressive stuff. Um, all those, It's crazy how much Watson affects my like rooting interest. I hated the Browns. I hated everything about them because Watson – Seems like a real piece of shit and just the awkwardness of everything over there. And now that he's out of there and injured and done for the year um, and Flacco's in there, it's like, I kind of want the Browns to win. (laughs) It's hard to root against Joe Flacco coming back. Like he just seems like such a nice guy. Like he's just taken so much shit over the years, despite being like a, like a top 1% athlete in, athlete in the entire fucking world. You know, won a Super Bowl. He was a quarterback for a decade plus, made millions of dollars, and people were like, that guy fucking sucks. You know, it's like, this is Joe Flacco. So it is tough to root against him, but you got to remember that that is the same franchise and ownership that gave Deshaun Watson the most ridiculous contract of all time. Yeah, that makes it a little easier. Yeah, so don't fall in love with that team too much. They still got some fucking scumbags up in there making decisions. And then on the Jag side, you know, they tried to play Trevor Lawrence. It, it didn't work out. They lost the game. They probably wish they would have set him one more week to really heal up. But they got lucky. Colts lost. Texans lost. They still have that one-game lead in the division. And we'll see what happens from here on out. Yeah, it went about as smoothly as possible for them in that regard because, you know, tough, tough showing um, in Cleveland for them today. But, you know, having your, your uh, divisional foes, go down as well as big time. It's kind of like a reset next week. You get to rest up Lawrence a little bit and hopefully he bounce back uh, and and get, get the win next week. Yes, sir. All right, moving on. We got the Indianapolis Colts going to Cincinnati. The Bengals completely handled business here, especially in the second half. They scored 20 unanswered to go 
on and win 34 to 14. Jake Brown continues to just facilitate that offense. Looks good doing it, doing his thing. And they were cruising in this one on all aspects of the, the football field. Really felt good about uh, calling this one. I, I just I just think the Bengals got so much talent around on offense. And they're in this thing, you know, they're in right in the thick of it in the playoff hunt. Um, they got a chance to do something here. Jake Browning looks solid. Like we, we got asked the question is, is Joe Burrow system quarterback? I don't know. Uh, Cause Browning's looked pretty fucking good. Uh, uh, I don't really believe that. So do you think the Niners would be better with Joe Brody Burrow. or Joe Burrow? Oh, Joe Burrow. <laughs> Do you th- well, here's the real question. Would the Niners be better with Purdy or Jake Brown? Yeah, probably both. Fucking put them both out there. Exactly. But, uh, yeah, big big showing from the Bengals at home, standing on business, getting it done there. Um, respect to them, keeping their season alive. They got too much talent to just, like, roll over. And I respect that they they battled back. And, um, you know, two straight wins against in, in games that, you know, most people probably didn't think they were going to pull. Yeah. Out. So they moved to seven and six on the year. Um, so do the Colts. We've got a real fucking just log jam in the AFC. Just going to run through it real quick. So we got the, the Ravens, Dolphins. They're pretty much in. Chiefs are eight and five. Jags, eight and five. Browns, eight and five. All those teams probably going to be good. Browns would be the only ones that you're like, ah, they might not make it. We'll see. Then you got Steelers, Colts, Texans, Broncos, Bengals, and Bills. They're all at seven and six. Everyone else, five wins or less, or less is pretty much done. Six teams at seven and six trying to get two spots. And some good teams in there. The Bills are good. The Bengals are good. Broncos are playing fucking good. Texans have been playing amazing. Steelers' defense is, is elite for the most part. And then the Colts have been surprising everybody. What the fuck is going to happen there? Yeah, crazy, crazy scenarios there. Um, gonna be exciting. Like that's just that's why that's what we do this for. You know, that's why we started this podcast so we can talk about things like this and get excited about things like this. And I hope everyone else does too. You know, oh, that last going to that last week of the year when it's I hope there's like five teams still in the hunt. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna geek out all over this pod. Yeah, me too. In a nasty way, you know what I'm saying. <laughs> Moving on. Anything you want to say about the Colts? Garner Minshew is what he is. I mean, they've had a nice little run. They were tied at halftime. Uh, Bengals just better team. Yeah, I expect a little fall off um, there from the Colts. Um, I expect this to be closer. On the, when we did the preview, I was like, I can envision Minshew throwing a, a very important pick at some point. Um, it never even really got to that point because the Bengals just kind of dominated in the second half. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. All right, moving on, we got the Detroit Lions going to Chicago where the Bears put a whooping on them, 28-13. to 13. NFC North showdown right there. The Lions didn't fucking show up. We talked about this last week. If you can't go be a divisional opponent who's on a down year, you're clearly the better team here and beat them comfortably on the road. What the fuck is going to happen in the playoffs when you have to play the Eagles, the Cowboys, the Niners on the road? They proved that they're just not in that top tier of the NFC and they're not going to do anything this year beyond that first round of the playoffs. Yeah, I agree. Lions are pretty uh, fraudulent looking. Um, just it's crazy what happens when they have to go outdoors and on the road. Like they're a good home team. They're good indoors, good in a dome. Um, but once you get outside, get to the elements, Jared Goff really, 
definitely just looks like mediocre at best. Yeah, that is what he is. I mean, it's hard to say he's mediocre. He's had some great moments. Um, but when he gets challenged, he turns into this fucking pumpkin, which is kind of a trend, you know, with a lot of these guys in the NFL. You have the top tier of quarterbacks that can do anything with the ball. They can go win a fucking football game for you. And then it feels like there's like 15 guys that are just kind of in the middle. If they're in the right situation, right coaching, and the right weapons around them, they can win. But when they're asked to do anything more than that, it's like, <laughs> fuck, no, that's that's not me. You know, you're looking for somebody else. So Goff's kind of in that window where he's not going to win you a Super Bowl, but he might not lose you one. Yeah. Bears on the flip side, Justin Fields look good. They're kind of rolling right now, kind of fun to watch. Uh, going to fuck up everything because they're not going to make any changes next year, and then they're just going to suck again. Yeah, that's exactly how it feels. They're doing just enough late to – probably save their coach his job and uh he might not deserve it at this point he's a great defensive coach but um it's i don't know and justin fields looks great you know i'd love to keep watching him play football there i hope he gets another shot um but at the same time they are playing with house money because they own that panthers pick as we've talked about before panthers continue to struggle sitting out one win that you know the next closest team has three wins so Basically, that pick's going to, you know, Bears going to get that number one pick, be looking good. But ultimately, who knows really what, what where they're going to be because, like you said, you know, they're showing some life here. But is that really uh, going to be better for the franchise in the long term? If you're the Bears and the season ends right now, drafts tomorrow, what do you do with the first pick? I... See, I'm being um, I I'm being emotional here. I like what I've seen from Justin Fields. I'd I'd want to draft like Marvin Harrison or uh, something. But, Marvin uh, Harrison's so bad. Probably the smart thing would be to trade it. But yeah, but yeah, imagine Marvin Harrison right there with DJ Moore. Yeah, Oof, that'd be nasty. All right, anything else from that one? Lions are what they are. They still got a two game lead on the division, but they're letting that lead slip away a little bit. Might get weird. If some weird shit happens, we might have a fun final NFC North week. Yeah, I'm rooting for chaos there. Me too. All right, next up, that's it. We got Monday Night Football tomorrow. So that's everything from the Sunday slate. We got a double header tomorrow night. Kicking it off, we got the Tennessee Titans going to Miami. The Dolphins are 9-3 and three against the 4-8 and eight Titans. The over-under is 46.5 points, and the Miami Dolphins are 13.5-point favorites. Love the Dolphins to cover here. Titans, no good. No good. Um, over-under feels high, but I think it's because Vegas is like, Miami might put that up on their own. Um, so that's a little bit stressful. But I lean under here. I lean under and Dolphins covering just because, you know, it feels like a – you know, 30 to 13 type game. It feels like the Dolphins come out, handle business, put up some points, and um, and ultimately, you know, maybe the Titans get a late touchdown there. I don't know. But, uh, yeah, it just feels like uh, the type of thing where the Dolphins jump them and the game's never really that close. Yeah, I agree. Dolphins should fucking roll here. Uh, they just do everything better. Like every single aspect they do better, except for maybe like, the Titans run defense is pretty good. But this Dolphins team can run on anybody. They're going to do it with three fucking different running backs. They're just a different beast. 
And something to watch for tomorrow night. Tyreek needs 519 yards to get to 2,000 to be the first ever wide receiver to do it. Granted, he gets a, an extra game from those guys back in the day. Uh, but tomorrow night against a, a pretty bad Titans pass defense, he should have a big day. He's going to want to fucking pad those numbers up a little bit, get even closer to that mark, kind of lock it in. Yeah, I bet he goes uh, 150 plus tomorrow. And we should, um, I don't know if there's a way to bet this, but we'll, we just got to bet his over-unders up to this point. I bet he does whatever he can to get to 2,000 um, by game 17. He doesn't want to do it in. In, in game, doesn't want to hear those fucking excuses. And he might not. I mean, by game sixteen, not yeah. game seventeen. He might not yeah. be playing that last week too. We'll see how the number one seat shakes out. But that's uh definitely something exactly to watch. Good point. All right, next up, we got the Green Bay Packers going to New York. It's gonna be cold, forty three degrees at kickoff in New York. But the Packers should roll anyways. They're six point favorites. The over under is thirty six and a half. They are trying to move into a tie with the Vikings for. I believe that sixth or seventh playoff spot in the NFC. Love the Packers here. Um, Giants been showing some life. Tommy DeVito playing some good ball, decent ball. But Packers really feels like they've turned a corner. Jordan Love playing great. Just feels like a spot where the Packers come out and handle business. Yeah, absolutely. I think they're going to roll here. Jordan Love has looked very good lately, kind of fucking ma- making me look like an asshole because I think five weeks in, I said, just get this fucking guy out of here. He's he's not the one. He's been on a tear, and the Packers look good. The defense looks good. They got playmakers. Christian Watson is out, though, so that is something to consider. Shouldn't matter in this one. They're going to they're gonna be able to handle business here. Yeah, I, I agree. I agree. Should be Should be no problem there. That wraps it up. We'll be back tomorrow night to uh, recap these two games. We got a nice little double header just fucking randomly in December. Not mad about it. Love that. Love that. We, that we, we did this. Saying uh, any wise words from you? Anything you want to say? No, nah, just you know, keep keep rolling, keep uh, keep keep enjoying it. You know, it's a beautiful time right here. We get blessed with the double header here. It's good times. And not a great time to be an eagle or a raider fan today though tough day it is a tough day for us uh individually but just if you're struggling um individually you know if you're you know battling you know, you know feel feeling like i don't know if i want to go to work today feeling like feeling down just remember that your boy kv and uh and kirby hopped on the pod after their teams really just shit the fucking bed and we still did a pod. We still got it out for the people. Just remember that. Just just come through, you know. That's absolutely true. We'll always be here for you. Just like Shohei Otani will be on the Dodgers for the next 10 fucking years. That's so true, too. Shohei Otani's a Dodger. You know what else? Lakers are in oh, season okay. tournament. You kind of ruined it there. All right, with that, we'll see you at the water cooler. <laughs> Cheers.
the same rules We've been known to ride the wave Kick back bullshit, misbehave Started tripping on myself so I had to get saved Stay in your lane if the way is paved There we go again, talking real heavy Listen up world, I think I'm talking pretty steady If you wanna live it, place it in your mind Everything can change in just one night There we go again, talking real heavy Listen up world, I think I'm talking pretty steady If you wanna live it, place it in your mind Everything can change in just one night